What you... Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the marketing hype normally brought to a summer or holiday movie are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Batman Cool Ranch Doritos and Superman Nacho Cheese Doritos. Two great tastes that taste great together. I think that's the only way you can eat those is together. The Cool Ranch with the regular nacho. Because individually, either one of those are going to make you wretch, right? Is that, a, is that a thing? I don't know. When did people start start hating Doritos? I actually like them. <laughs> no, no. I, that's what's weird. It's like uh, people have always liked Doritos, but they're kind of disgusting. Like, are I, they? I, that, I don't feel like... Yeah, but I mean, I enjoy that pukey taste that they have. It's weird. And, and, they don't and, have a good belch back. No. No. When you open a bag of Cheetos, that smells exactly like vomit. Like, yeah, that's... Just that's dive right in. Feet in vomit and... Uh, yeah. It's like a Taco Bell smells kind of like B.O. Yeah. You're like, hey, like that's either taco meat or body odor. Oh, it's body odor. Go, go inside, go out back, same smell. Yeah, exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a, uh, yeah, there are, choose your side, nacho cheese or Cool Ranch Doritos. If that, then you were showing you favor Batman I or I gotta Superman. know what marketing, what ad wizards came up with Who this one. Who are the ad wizards? Because remember, there was a brief right Twix versus left Twix. Did anyone get on board with this? I this did no. not. This is all Team Edward. We've lost the one movie that could advertise with yeah. Team Edward. Or <laughs> Team, well, they're doing it for Team Iron Man, Team Captain America, I think. Yeah, I think they're trying. Are yeah. there schoolyard fart farts? Yes, there are schoolyard <laughs> farts. Are there schoolyard yes, fights <laughs> over the Cool Ranch versus Nacho Cheese? There will be no. Because no. I'll be uh, Batman, and then I'll punch somebody. Yeah. Cool Ranch. That's yeah, hilarious. To- I think that I think that's marketing for the people at the marketing company to go, "Hey, we did it." Because like, what? Because you're right. What kids <laughs> in the schoolyard are like, "Take take that Cool Ranch. I'm Team Batman." <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> or just or just do the packaging. You don't have to make it a competition, right? You don't have to like show your support. Just have Cool Ranch be Batman bag and the Nacho be Superman bag. If nothing else, Bart, there will be hashtag wars. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Hey, you know yeah. what? <laughs> I think that having some sort of marketing, though, does make a difference because this is a huge leap. Um, the cat next door, he lives outside, and so the other neighbor decided to buy I'm interested him. to see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Karen. He decided to buy him a little cat house. And so we live between these two neighbors. One takes care of the other neighbor's cat because the other people are lame and don't take care of their cat. Anyway, the point is, I went over to the house to knock on the door and say, hey, I have a friend who might want to adopt your cat. And I looked down closely at the cat house that the other nice neighbor bought. And all of a sudden, I had more respect for the nice cat neighbor because it was a Darth Vader cat house. Oh. So marketing had Darth Vader's on it. Had Darth Vader's on it. (laughs) So I thought immediately, (laughs) this is even cooler. So I think marketing does have a difference. Uh, Okay, I see your point there. Mm -hmm. That's a very salient Wait, story. last thing I'll say yeah. and we'll start the show. This yes. is the movie showcast, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Uh, but the uh, just because DC's got to just follow along with what Marvel does. Now, did you hear there might be a rated R Batman versus Superman when it comes to Blu-ray? There'd be a, a, theat- a rated R cut. No, I didn't why? Because Deadpool. It's just uh, crazy. Oh, yes, 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 like, yes, yes. Two weeks after Deadpool, they announced, oh, we're going to have a rated R this. thing too. DC continues to be hilarious. It's like They're the hilarious. little. It's like yeah. your little brother. That wants to fit in and, and tries to be cool too and copies. Yep. But no did Marvel what, did Marvel have like Fritos or something like? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, they, they had everything too. Yeah, Iron yeah. Man Fritos. Did they miss oh the God, Iron Man? We Funyuns? got Doritos. Yeah. Hulk oh. Funyuns. Oh, oh. pending. Oh. Hulk Funyuns. <laughs> Perfect application. All right, welcome to the movie showcast proper, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling <laughs> movie guys empire. And remember, happiness wouldn't be happiness without a violin playing goat. You've reached ground zero for all things movie and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from our studio, 
the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes. Tons of followers on iTunes. Glad to have them. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, and more. Absolutely free. We encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes. Share and like posts. Rate us. Leave a review. We appreciate it. And if you do. You know, Paul, I was wondering. Yep. That sounds like a lot of entertainment. I understand. (laughs) That should surely cost us, or at least the viewer, listener, some sort of money. Mm Mm-hmm. No charge. Wow. That's insane. That's, that's, that's We're also on How are we going to pay we, for we your gallbladder surgery, yeah. Paul? Look, I think, I think I've discovered a flaw in our business model, here, Paul. <laughs> We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, and the great WRFA 107.9 <laughs> Jamestown, New York. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Basically, just search the movie guys on Bing, Google, or... <laughs> Yahoo, and we come right up. Do people uh, still search on Yahoo? Oh, hang on a second. What is that? One subscriber right there. Boom. We're all together again. Hey! hey thanks, Pearl Lives. We're all together again. I'm back from Chicago. The live show went great. You guys held the fort fantastically <laughs> with Andrew DeWitt. It was we were insane. Cheating. That was an amazing. Yeah, we cheated. We, we brought Andrew DeWitt. We brought Andrew DeWitt, honestly. <laughs> that was an entertaining try not to swear fest. <laughs> That show had so much energy. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 It was full of floods. Yeah. Well, you, yes. you, you shove the, the you can't the references you can't make down Andrew, and he's like, he's got to create energy in other ways, and it comes out like, you know, much faster. <laughs> Steam out of his ears. Different directions, yeah. Well, I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Don't threaten me, Al. You're out of shape, and I'll kick your ass. Adam Witt. Nice. Let me do the talking, and whatever you do, don't stare. And Karen Volpe. Those aren't blankets! <laughs> Joining us later in the show is an actor who's appeared on TV shows like Persons Unknown, Dexter, Six Feet Under in the Middle, Ooh. as well as films like Vantage Point, Yes Man, The Princess Diaries, and was also in Olympus Has Fallen as Ray Monroe, who returns <gasps> next week in the big time release, London Has Fallen, oh, nice. alongside Morgan Freeman and Angela Bassett, literally alongside them, which is tons of fun. So Sean O'Brien will be Yay. here. Sean O'Brien. And as ever, stories. Is Thomas Jane the guy in that movie? <laughs> we'll figure that out. Okay. Was <laughs> um, <laughs> ever, we will bring you movie previews. Wow. Yes, that's what we do. Okay. The royal movie previews. Of, yes. I believe. Well, yeah, that's the fanfare <laughs> makes it so. These have all been knighted for your entertainment. That would be hilarious. Like a priest has to bless something. <laughs> These have been knighted. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers here. We haven't seen the movies. We're, we're just like you riffing on what we think the movie will be. So we're previewing them just for you based on the trailers. Uh, the amazing once-a-year grab bag that is the February movie non-season is in full effect as Gods of Egypt fulfills the February quota of sword and sorcery, plus the inspiring tale of the little winter Olympian that couldn't <laughs> in Eddie the Eagle. And 999, I think it is, the movie that they were too lazy to name, so they just name it after the number of times... And different ways you can incorrectly say Chiwetel Ejiofor. Out here, there is no good and there is no bad. There is only Zool. Ah! Survive out here, you gotta out monster the monster. Can you do that? That's actually Triple Nine, we should say. Is triple the, Nine. The name of the movie. Oh. Uh, it's does, a does police that... code, I think, for Officer Down, which oh, they right. use yeah, yeah. to try and. Week there is this getaway. true? Is that is that a real code or is it like 187? Sounds, I learned it in a movie. So it must be, be true. Yeah, you're right. They can't put it in movies unless it's true. <laughs> Remember that movie 187? Yeah, well, that's what I was asking. I thought 187 yeah. was cop down. No, that, I think that means murder in general. Yeah. Oh. But a cop down. 
I thought that was the proposition we voted down for school levy. 187. No, that Probably. was Cop Out. Oh, that was Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was whether or not our porn stars have to wear condoms. Oh, that was Proposition 187. Yeah. I thought that was Proposition 69. Either way, we're learning everything from movies. <laughs> they make this movie every three years. Oh, yeah. Right? It was called Rampart a while ago, and then it was called it, other things. It was GoPro Cops last year. What was that one called? <laughs> or two years ago? <laughs> End of Watch. End of Watch. Yeah. GoPro Cops. Go All right, so Better I, name for it, GoPro Cops. I was watching this trailer on IMDb, and on IMDb they have a section that says, if you like this movie, you're going to love, and they oh. give you other options. Yeah. Um, one of the options was Zoolander 2. Yeah, because it's a movie too. <laughs> IMDb's getting all Netflixian with their suggestions. Yeah. They're like, both movies with actors and words <laughs> and stuff. Stuff happens. It's not real. <laughs> That's right. Whatever. No, it's it's one of these cop gritty cop movies where everyone looks like they're a little sweaty all the time and yeah. it's kind of hot and hazy out everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. Um, uh, you training mean day. Shot in LA? Yeah, training. Oh, train yeah. yeah, sure. Training day. It's hazy out. You mean shot in LA? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is crazy. You never know what's going to come out in January, right? Because there's no, or in February. But both. Yeah, no, it's the same. But there's no rules in February. Casting Ryan Reynolds as a superhero was a good idea, and I still don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Listen, I should also announce that later in the show we'll have uh, no shortage of Oscar talk. Oh, plus, good. we'll each be delivering on our top ten films of 2015. Uh, and speaking of the movieguys.net, I should say when you're done listening to the show, head on over there for reviews of The Witch and Spotlight, as well as a To and From Concussion, where the Hater Nation went out to see that oh, movie with uh, Will Smith. Uh, Those die guys. hard football <laughs> lover MC from the Hater Nation went to see Concussion. <gasps> oh, dear. So it's pretty interesting. Does he, like, he doesn't like Will Smith, does he? He doesn't like Will Smith. Smith. Like Will I, Smith. I love how that. Oh, I love how you do that. That is the perfect. Uh, yeah. That's a marriage of. Hilarious. Yeah. And, and he's, I mean, I can't tell, but he might be. Doing a terrible performance in that movie, as far as I can tell. Like, that accent is not fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> this was MC's thought going in. Okay. Coming out, and you have to go with the ball, oh, John. Okay. Now I'm so curious. I like it. Well, let's get to our first film, The Big Weekend, the ranks of cinema's Roman gods, Greek gods, and that guy in last week's Risen. It's <laughs> Gods of Egypt. And when Gods of Egypt move in, there goes the neighborhood, literally. It's about to happen, and it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen now. It's coming. Here it comes. Any moment. Any moment's gonna happen. It's out of the end. No! It happened. <laughs> My God! That's the that's the end of the trailer. That is. But ridiculous. listening to it again, I'm thinking to myself, that's amazing. It could have been a Leibach concert. <laughs> One or the other. I just feel like I should have had ecstasy to enjoy that more. Oh, Maybe oh, some flashy little lights. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. oh for certainly. Sure. All right, Adam. Let's talk about All Gods right. of Egypt. I had a little more of a sense of humor. There's a song. <laughs> so the plot of the movie is these guy, there's these gods, and they are just pissed a lot. Mm -hmm. And then along comes this little guy who's kind of funny, and boy does he sure make things crumble and explode. Did I mention I only watched the trailer once? Yeah, I got this. Uh, according to IMDb, <laughs> Gods of Egypt is about a mortal hero named Beck who teams up with mm. the god Horus in an alliance against Set, the mm. merciless god of darkness who has usurped Egypt's throne plunging the once peaceful and prosperous empire into chaos and conflict. Now, I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty bad. <laughs> Here's the basic plot. Journey, unlikely allegiance, merciless god of darkness, revenge, afterlife, the heavens, courage, mm. sacrifice, mm. breathtaking battle, save the world, the end. I hope I didn't give anything away there. <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty much these heroic battle pieces can be summed up like this. <laughs> now, as we mentioned, the hero's name is Beck. Okay. I could Beck. listen to that all day. <laughs> Beck, along with, I don't know, Moby and Prince, uh, <laughs> set off to try and save the kingdom of, uh, I don't know, Egypt. I'm guessing it's in the title, right? No, I could watch that all day. <laughs> A little bit of trivia. The movie named one of its characters after the most common answer given from test audiences. His name is, wait, what? <laughs> I think that's Wade what. what they said. That's so Wait, what? <laughs> Gods of Egypt what? is one of the most authentic period pieces about Egypt to hit the big screen since Sex and the City 2 went to Dubai. From the CGI sets <laughs> all the way down to the actors with kind of probably British accents. Steal from a god. Only a madman would try such a thing. <laughs> Where do you suppose we could find someone so mad? And the authenticity doesn't end there. They have exploding swords, Ooh. giant fire-breathing cobras, and monster insects. And did I mention all of the actors are vaguely, vaguely British? Definitely. You know what's waiting. Yeah, Seth right has an See? army behind him. There it is. Gods, beasts, demons. That's Actually, I think that was Madonna. That sounded like I would Madonna. I like to thank Gucci. <laughs> and you realize, and Adam, of course, you realize Dubai isn't in Egypt. Of course, I do. Now. No, no. Gods of Egypt made waves when they cast two white men as Egyptians, but after seeing this trailer, the protesters released this statement. Wait, what? <laughs> Fear not! No sets were harmed in the making of this movie. Largely because no sets were used in the movie. They computered the hell out of this movie. The film marks the return to the big screen of everyone's favorite Hollywood action hero, CGI! <laughs> and Gerard Butler's in it too. Mm -hmm. And with the, 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 the movie, there's a bunch of flying silver guys. It looks like the movie was adapted from the TV, 80s TV cartoon, The Silverhawks. Actually, on second thought, maybe I'll go uh, check out Gods and Kings. Mm -hmm. Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Has so much CGI that it comes with cheat codes. Uh, I hear up, up, down, down, A, B, start will increase interest in a Rufus Sewell performance. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> wow. Rufus Sewell joke is the way to go. That end. is a Rufus Sewell joke. Yes, subscribe to our show. I come for the Rufus Sewell journey. I defy you to find another podcast referencing referencing Rufus Sewell. Exactly. Let alone ending on a joke of his. <laughs> and this is what, if I heard someone do that, I'd be like, I'm subscribing to this. He's on a show, that that show where that's... Where no, you could have stopped there. He's on the show. <laughs> <He's not> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler, we would have to believe you. Hitler, uh, like the Third Reich didn't lose. It's that one. It's on Amazon. Oh, yes. oh yes. really? Yeah. Um, the Man in the High Castle, I think it's called. Man in the High and he's in it. I'm like, good for you, Rufus Sewell. Still getting it done. Uh, there was just a movie where Hitler was riding a dinosaur. Did you see oh, that? Oh, I did. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little bit like, okay, they didn't win. They didn't. <laughs> Karen's yeah. going to Google Rufus Sewell riding a dinosaur. I'm doing what? Oh, that guy. I don't even know oh, who that him. guy is. The guy uh, with the this, face and the hair and the I, eyes. I should, I should mention as I a public service. This is Alex Proyas's I know. first film since knowing. <gasps> That's all I There's a sentence I almost didn't understand <laughs> I, any I, of. I'm still stuck on the Rufus Sewell sentence. See, <laughs> I know what that means, and you got to imagine when Paul and I first met each other, we just kind of knew that we knew stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, here's something interesting you may not have known about Mr. Rufus Sewell. We're all in trouble. There's a lot I'm not going to know I, about Rufus is, Sewell. I've got a computer in front of me now. So Are I can, you reading off I lists read. of uninteresting things you could read off? Um, okay, so Gods of Egypt is the title of a movie he was in, right? Oh, Sounds yes. like it. And he was also in Hercules. Ah, he's I kind see a of trend. got a yeah. He's got a type, you guys. Is he he was in he's, Zen, 
11th hour. Well, listen, uh, let me jump right to, he actually was in Alex Price's perhaps finest hour. They were both in Dark City. Dark City. Yeah. Finest hour. I'm it's just a movie saying, about time. Karen, you and I should get a show <clears throat> called <laughs> "Who Is This Guy and What Are They Talking About?" What the about? hell are Adam and Paul, Paul talking City. about? It's a he movie. was in Night's Tale. I understand that. Uh, Helen of Troy. He's got a type, you guys. He's got a thing. <laughs> he's playing his sweet spot there. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I'm not but Hamlet. Yeah, go ahead. I, mean, I was going to try to talk about the movie. No. Was that was that a wrong thing to do? <laughs> no, don't do that. You can get, hey, Stop you can it. get off on a Rufus Sewell tangent. Never <laughs> come back, man. If you're not careful. The podcast talking about Rufus Sewell this week. Number. In the numbers, is he I'm playing sure. the shiny character? Because there's a shiny character. <laughs> there's some glittery guys in this yeah, yeah. thing. <laughs> All right, let me say something about Gods of Egypt. It looks like Silverhawks. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I I like, I could go it also them. looks like silver worms, like that stuff that gets into your silver fish. Silver, silver fish. fish. Yes. Yeah. There's there's two fish. things this movie does that I'm surprised they still like. Someone along the way doesn't say don't do this. Yeah. And the first, of course, <laughs> is don't be British when your movie's <sighs> about Egypt. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Troy yeah. or whatever. They're always British. If you're foreign, now, you're British. Right. But you're, now it's goofed on so much, I would think, at least in my circles, uh, that yeah. you would think you would stop. That and the trailers still with the bong. I mean, I love oh, bong. Every is, week we yeah, laugh about now, bong. It's really. Now, but, now here's the, the thing is about February is it's pure exploitation this month, right? They, the only things that come out in January and February is what, mostly February because January is still some runoff of good movies. But February is so fascinating because it's, and this is why it's nothing. It has to do this stuff. It has to be like. Ages have passed <laughs> since the gods walked among us. There, but yeah, and I <laughs> there was a member of this table who saw Sword and Sorcery with Lee Horsley in a theater with me recently. I'll largely blame this at him, but you guys can play along too. <laughs> no, when you were a kid, this is what. Bart cut the crap. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I told Bart to stop. <laughs> Did you think that was that a sound was, effect? That was the clip. That was him making noise. Oh! <laughs> yes! I heard, well, it was playing under the whole time. Oh, that sounded pretty authentic. That's what I was doing. I was trying to give you a nice sound bed for your little story. Paul Paul Holy, didn't want to have fun. That's hilarious. Yes! That was amazing. That's hilarious. Listen, your I, face I, was priceless. I just had gallbladder surgery. Those sounds aren't appealing to me. <laughs> he thought it was coming from inside him. Go ahead. Quick, while well, he, can't, he can't work up any gall. <laughs> Uh, they yeah, green screen the crap out of this movie. Yeah. It, you can but it's just, exploitation, uh, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like effects, effects. It is effects. a whole bunch of what yeah. the it's going on in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's giant uh, insects. There's fire breathing things. There's throngs and throngs. There are you throngs just, and thongs. There are thongs and throngs of people in but this. You just named what's going on. Yeah. It. <laughs> it showed it all right there. You Turns out to, I know exactly yeah. what this movie's about. You know, I was just thinking that if I was an, a teacher in high school and I had to teach some really boring subject, say you were teaching grammar or something, you just put a bunch of bong soundtracks. It makes Good everything oh, yeah. more interesting. Yeah, it's like a classic uh, story they would, you know, three bears or something like that. Yeah. Like, for example, if <laughs> Great you were saying, um, so now whenever you have, yeah, so if you're going to show ownership, it's apostrophe it. S. <laughs> yeah. You should play the what's the relentless ending thing there. Yeah, right. Which is the greatest observation is the first one. That could actually never end if it didn't want to because it just it went on that long. It keeps going. But uh, so anyway, from the director play of the Crow. Under, uh, All right. right, so we don't have to see that, right? Our next film oh, okay, is Triple Nine. You know, Brandon Lee's were killed in the making of this one. <coughs> Ouch. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Our next film is Triple Nine, a movie that could have just called itself 27 and saved us the math. Or is it 999? Or 999. Also, what? Bart, <laughs> sounds like you're right in line with me to talk about it. Here we go! <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Triple Nine is about a group of criminals. Is about a group of criminals who attempt to break a world record by being the first heist to go right. Everything is going smoothly for a bunch of corrupt cops who are being blackmailed by the Russian mafia until one day. Everybody, listen up. Marcus, you got a new partner. Allow me to introduce Chris. Hey, so can we talk about this? Hell no. A cop gets a new partner? Gee, I wonder how that's going to go. If I had to guess, I'd say swimmingly. But that's just because I've never seen any other movie in which a cop gets a new partner. So yeah, I'm betting that they become best friends. I feel really good about this. Uh, triple nine. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. What a deal! <laughs> Stars Casey Affleck. And Casey's hoping that this gangster cop shoot 'em up bank heist movie does for him what his brother's gangster cop shoot 'em up bank heist movie The Town did for him. And what's that, Paul? Get him a paycheck. <laughs> the trailer drops some fat rhymes. Now that is old school. As in kindergarten. Yes, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. uh, triple nine. Nine, nine, nine. Has a spoiler alert. In the never-ending invasion of corporate sponsorship and product placement, they make their getaway in a, in a Prius. Believe it or not. Here's a clip. Is this a Prius? It's very patient. Bravo, Niner. In pursuit of a toilet, a Prius. Over. How hard is it to catch a Prius? Over. This thing is actually pretty fast. Over. Very funny. I think that was a clip. So is this a comedy, then? Well, I'm not sure, Paul, but they do have Kate Winslet playing a Russian mob boss, so it definitely had me laughing. <laughs> That's right. Kate Winslet pulls a Kenneth Branagh and plays a Russian, because even when the Chinese own America's buildings in debt, we still need to fear the Russians. <laughs> There's also a character named Pinto, which explains many of the explosions in this film. 70s car reference. I like that one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree about Triple Nine that we haven't seen a heist film like this one since Heat. Or Ocean's Eleven. Or Heist. Or Inside Man. Or House of Games. Or Out of Sight. Or The Italian Job. Or Quick Change. Point. Maybe his nose is a horn. Sometimes their noses are horns. Sometimes their noses are horns. <laughs> That's my favorite line from that movie. <laughs> Sorry, did you hear a horn in the background? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe his nose is a horn. Sometimes their noses are horns. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, should be noted, we just had Franklin Leonard from the blacklist here recently. Mm. Very cool. Um, yeah, beginning of January. This was a blacklist screenplay. It was. In 2010. What? That's this how one. you get this cast, because wow. this is a really respectable <clears throat> cast. And also... Uh, the guy from uh, Boondock Saints is in it. The, uh, oh. Norman Reedus. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Hey, this is a very TV cast, if you look at it. you got a lot of people who are TV stars currently, or were TV stars. Because you got Woody Harrelson, yeah. and then Norman Reedus, and then you have the guy from Breaking Aaron Bad, Aaron yep. Paul. Aaron Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul, that's right. And these are all, I mean, they're not small TV stars. This is kind of cool. I, I have a question. There's a lot of people that were a TV star. Like, like you wouldn't say, oh, Tom Hanks, you know, that TV star turned out. <laughs> I right? know, you from, say, but okay. these guys are. <laughs> but where does that where These does guys that are drop closer. Yeah. There's like a line where Tom Hanks is way far away from like, TV, but they're still pretty close. Here's my question. And first of all, nobody would have put money back in the days that Cheers was on. That of everybody in this cast, oh, yeah. the biggest longevity yeah. and respectability and nominations are going to go to Woody Harrelson. The bartender. But here he is in yep. another... Yep. Coming off a true detective I going know. into a high-end prestige crime So, drama. is he a former TV actor still? But that was... I don't know. Maybe Not as much as Norman Reedus. But neither Tom nor Woody ever did another TV show after their big show, right? Yeah. Tom never did anything after Bosom no. Buddies, oh, and Woody never point. did anything after yeah. Cheers. True, that's true. Maybe right? that's why the 
they feel particularly. Yeah, that's interesting though. I guess you wouldn't call Bruce Willis a former TV actor as well. Gosh. I think he made the break. I think he made the jump. <laughs> Did he do more than just moonlighting? No. No. no? Okay. No, yeah. So I guess it. if you get your one in the can, that's not a reference. Just you get the one in the can and <laughs> you move on to uh, uh-huh. your film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My friends, we have a heist movie on our hands. Ooh, oh, good. Yes. Let's check our movie, guys. Heist movie office pool. All right. Yay! Now, here are your actors. Familiarize yourselves with them real quick. We have uh-huh. Casey Affleck, Anthony Mackie, Woody Harrelson, Aaron Paul, Teresa Palmer, Gal Gadot, if I'm Ooh. pronouncing that correctly. Gal Gadot. Who knows? Norman Reedus. And are you waiting for Gal Gadot? Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, <laughs> okay, so of this cast... I get me... that because I was in college. I know. If you went to college, you get your joke. We all to read that. Yeah. Um, but you, of course, alienated most of our audience. Yeah. Hey. No, uh, Rufus Sewell. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, whoever's oh, yeah. left over after Rufus Sewell, I just <laughs> shoot him out. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for balancing out the show. Bart, appreciate that. Uh, so of this cast, who do you pick for? Let's see. Let's go through the stereotypes of a heist movie. All right. Who do you pick for Loose Cannon? Oh, Loose Cannon. Uh, Reedus, right? Aaron Paul, Probably. maybe. He oh, seems wait a pretty minute. crazy. Uh, either one of them. Oh, this is a legitimate question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think I think Woody's up to something. Ah. I think Woody is up to something. That really is based on the trailer. Yeah. But he seems kind of in charge. Can you be the loose cannon oh, yeah. and be in charge? Yeah. Uh, Remember the Departed? I'm just I'm not no spoilers. I'm just saying. Alec Baldwin? <laughs> no. Um. Uh. Matt Damon and. Um, yeah, but Alec Baldwin was in charge. Yeah, he was up to something, wasn't he? He wasn't. His hands weren't clean. Who's out for the last score? That's where I think. Woody, oh no! But that's where I think Woody comes. They're all out for the last score. I think score. you're right. I think that's a trick question. They're all out for the last score. It's yeah. the last score. This and then it's off to Grand Caymans. Oh. I think that I think they actually even that's, say that in the trailer. Like this is the one that's going to set them right with Kate Winslet and her crew. She's the bad guy. Is there a crew in this? There's lots of crews in <laughs> There's this. There's a crew. Right? Yeah. Okay. They, did they get the crew together? Does the crew have to go do a heist? It's not like a dance crew. <laughs> oh no! So there's probably they're not going to solve their right. problems by popping and locking. <laughs> who, who is the uneasy ally with questionable loyalty? I think that's. I, I think. <laughs> I think that's Norman Reedus, and it's not because of any other reason other than I think that's his only thing he can play. There you go. <laughs> I really think he yeah, plays that. Uneasy ally. I need uneasy ally. Norman, get Norman. in here. How is he trusted on The Walking Dead? He's barely trusted. That's what I'm saying. Look at the guy. But you trust him and Rick. Him and Rick are like the main guys It to took many, many years for us to trust him. Yeah. I think it's Anthony Mackie, and I think they make that clear oh. in the trailer. Oh, oh they do? All right. Yeah. Who's the funny guy who's just in it for the thrill? <laughs> <laughs> That's your Aaron. That's your Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah. Yeah, be... Let's do it, guys. <laughs> and who's the guy who's not going back to jail? Hey, wait. No, no. Before we figure out who's not going to back to jail, who's yeah. getting uh, pulled back in? Is somebody oh. getting pulled back in? Oh, the guy who's out. Woody yeah, Harrelson. Yeah, the guy who's out is getting pulled back in. Probably Woody Harrelson because he's in charge, right? Maybe he already made a clean break. We think and now he's, he's in charge. Oh. Yeah, he seems like the chief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, this is why I'm going to go see the movie. Oh, you do that and let us know how it goes. I, I am interested in this one. I mean, this cast is really enjoyable people. Also, it's John Hillcoat, director of The Proposal. Um, is that what it's called? No, that's the Sandra Bullock movie. The Proposition. Ah, yeah. I'd the like proposition. to see that. You know, Western. Western? Yeah. Oh, and okay, Lawless, an underrated Tom Hardy, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Gangster movie? How That's great is Shia LaBeouf, by the way? Shia LaBeouf report. Just yes, do it! Tell us. I hate to... Have, but no, have you seen the elevator video? Yes. There's you an elevator video? He's my favorite thing happening right now. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I watched this preview, and I felt like you don't want to piss this movie off, because it will totally kick your butt. <laughs> it just will not take as, your crap. As they say in No Country for Old Men, this movie's got bark on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our final film of the week is Eddie the Eagle, where oh, a good. wannabe Olympic downhill skier hires Hugh Jackman as his coach, and it's all downhill from there. Oh! See uh, Go, Karen, let's talk about it. Let the eagle soar. <laughs> 
like she's never soared before. Thank you. Okay. Well, Hugh Jackman did train a boxing robot, so he must know what he's doing, right? Eddie the Eagle tells the story of a Winter Games athlete who's bitten by a radioactive eagle. (gasps) Paul, that's not what it's about. Oh, I'm thinking of Birdman. No, you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... So you get the point, he's not really that good of a ski jumper. But, hey, why would not being good at something stop you from doing what you want to do? Isn't that right, Jeb Bush? Please clap. Please clap. That is the saddest thing ever. A lot of us have had dreams of one day becoming an elite athlete competing on the world stage. Unfortunately... For as long as I can remember, it has been my ambition to become an Olympian. Eddie, you are not an athlete! Uh, But apparently there was a misunderstanding and his father wasn't quite clear as to just what his son's ambitions were. You're right. I'm never going to go to the Olympics. I'm going to go to the Winter Olympics. Oh, well, the Winter Olympics. Uh, Sure. sure. Piece of cake. Heck, they let anybody into the Winter Olympics. (laughs) Isn't that right? Hubertus von Hohenloh. Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, that right. Eddie the Eagle is a tale of the worst skier in Olympic history. The agony of defeat. No, not the shattered skier from ABC's Worldwide World of Sports. That guy killed himself. Wow, really? No, I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I mean, how far off could I be? Have you seen it? This film looks quite literally like 90 minutes of the agony of defeat. <laughs> you know, like an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> this is a story of the human sports blooper Eddie the Eagle Edwards. It's an uplifting, true life tale of triumph and perseverance worthy of a Hall and Oates soundtrack. Just- Eddie was a British Olympic ski jumper who was best known not for his amazing jumps, but for his impressive landings. Ow! Paul, I, I hate to interrupt, interrupt, but I need to discuss the validity of this movie. So, uh, first question: Is it based on a book? Uh, it says it's inspired by a dream come true. Oh, oh. Sorry, Paul, this is not a movie, but uh, or at least not here in the states. Well, I'm only going to go if Blofeld's thugs show up to shoot at him. All right, <laughs> so we're all going then. That's Eddie the Eagle. First time I saw the trailer, I figured I would go. Looks fun. I remember the real. I remember that Olympics. Uh, small. Instant insta retraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor uh, Bogota is still alive, by the way. Uh, who is that? He was the agony, the defeat guy. Oh, oh okay, good okay. to know. Yeah. Good to know. I know this only because I, when writing these jokes, I actually looked him up, and he uh, went on to being <laughs> honored by ABC Sports. Like twenty years after that, they brought him in and did this big banquet and said, "You're like the greatest thing in the world." Oh, he actually wanted to jump amazing. immediately after that. He was taken to the hospital, and he's like, "No, no, I can go again." Ah! Like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> you're, you're done. We all saw you're it. You're done. Yeah, not pleasant. Was, exactly. You're physically fine, but you should not be jumping. Again. <laughs> you don't understand the control, and they're already talking about using it every week. Uh, you shouldn't go again. <laughs> this is true. Literally, within like the first 20 minutes, they all thought, okay, this has got to be on our reel now. Yeah. Victor Bogota. The irony, wow. the instant replay was broken that day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever been in a situation where you're in a starting gate for skiing? Um, Have you ever done the race or anything? 
Huh. No. All right. So here's the craziest thing. So I've only done slalom skiing uh, yeah. races, and they put you on this little landing, and your ski tips go out over the edge. You put your poles in these little holders, and then you just get ready to go, and you push off as hard as you can into nothing. Yeah. I can't even imagine because at least I know I'm pushing off into nothing, but then I, about four feet later I hit the ground. Right? Oh yeah, you're yeah. going. Yeah, you're already. Okay, so you can't see anything but the tips of your skis. Now imagine. That you know that you're going to be going off of this thing that's completely at an angle. Yeah. They're going almost 180 degrees down. It I mean, is insane. It's craziness what's happening. If you've done uh, Thanks to GoPro, they, there's all sorts of POVs of, of oh ski God. jumpers doing these things. It oh, is, is mind-boggling. Mind over matter. You have oh, absolutely, to be. Right? You can only do this wow. if you can do it in your head. Yeah. If you, only think, if you only think of it this way, you're not actually flying 476 feet, which is the world record, by the way, in the air. Wow. You're you're, you're you're just 12 feet off the ground doing 80 miles an hour gradually because that's kind of what it is. The hill, you're going down with the hill, mm-hmm. right? But you just got to think of it in those terms. Otherwise, yeah, you're flying for 400, 500 feet. You really, it's probably one of the closest things to flying. I think so. Wow. Are there Most, training ones that are like not as long? Is that how you work your way up to it? Yeah, I or think you, you train into water too. <laughs> I mean, because I want to, how do you screw a train, up? A training facility, you do, you do it into water. Uh, the water, yeah. Can you imagine well, if you cool. couldn't swim? <laughs> But yeah, first step, Eddie the Eagle had to learn to swim. That's saying, the first hour of the movie is just swimming lessons. It doesn't make swim. any sense. Like, what the hell is this kid doing in tadpoles at the Y? Oh, all right, get to it. So I can never be a ski jumper because I can't swim. Yeah. I'm just saying. The dream's over, Karen. No, Here's something your, your story reminded me of yeah. that has nothing to do with this, but Correct. it's interesting nevertheless. My friend David, well before 9-11, got to ride in the cockpit once when they were coming in for a landing. Oh. And he was in the cockpit. And so you know how the planes come down and the back tires at first and then the front ones when you do it right. so if yeah. you're looking out the front of the airplane you're looking oh, up so yeah. the pilots don't even see the ground it's all computers wow. and he was sitting there freaking out because they're like they're just kind of sitting there looking at a little monitor showing where the <laughs> plane is and how they're coming down at it and pressing buttons and levers and stuff but the whole wow. but you're not like looking at the ground making sure you're lining up and everything you just that's, oh. you see, all you see is a sky and then you're underground i've always wanted to be in the cockpit for takeoff not so much landing yeah. Think Take- about how many times you have been on the plane. How many times? How many times you've been on a plane mm-hmm. and you have never seen that point of view? Yeah. Think of that. That's, isn't that bizarre? You've never you seen what it looks like out the front of the plane. For all the times you've been on For a plane. For as many times. <laughs> That's as, still a mystery. Yeah. I'll <laughs> never know what that looks like. I left the hospital and I never saw a picture of my MRI. All right. I, I have more recent things I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's one of these common things that we all experience of uh, a you know a plane trip flight but we never actually see this one very specific yeah. view of the world. Wait a minute, it's literally just 20 feet away. I can't see that. Yeah. I want to see that. Open the door next time. Leave the door open, guys. <laughs> Karen, we're going to this, right? Uh yeah, I wanted to see it because I love movies that have a lot of heart. And this and movie British definitely people. oh, definitely. Does and, anyone remember this Grant. actually happening? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I love watching love the Winter Olympics. I have oh, no yeah. idea what happens. I'm so excited. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, the ending is really interesting. Before okay. the uh, sex scandal, I loved the old Winter Olympics where Pat O'Brien would close the night out by the fire. Oh. With, like, he had like it's a hot cocoa stuff. and he would let's recap everything that's happened today. What sex scandal? Oh, happened? Pat O'Brien. Oh, my God. I wish I had the. Oh, Pat O'Brien's sex oh, yes. scandal. Oh, oh, I thought there was an Olympic no, mine. sex scandal. Yeah, well, yeah, that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he went away and you don't get to do that anymore. Ukulele <laughs> Nuringel from Norway. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible scandal. <laughs> I can't believe it's not still sticking with you, Bart. <laughs> all right, that's really, uh, really all the time we have for the February movies. We have Oscar talk to get to and some quick discussion of the best films of 2015. And it will happen with our guest, yes. the star of London Has Fallen. <gasps> you heard me. 
Sean O'Brien. We're going to bring in an extra. Stay tuned. That is Leah Finkelstein, one of the Bouvet sisters on Keys. It was not computered. Wow. All right, on to our guest segment. I'm excited to have in studio a guy who's been working, uh, a working actor for years, appearing most recently on TV shows like Agent Carter oh, and Workaholics. Oh. Next week, he will reprise his role as NSA Deputy Director Ray Monroe <laughs> as Trouble Follows Gerard Butler once again in London Has Fallen. It's Sean O'Brien, everybody. Hey. Yeah. Topical. <laughs> Topical is next week's releases. All right, so uh, do you get to go to the premiere? I do. Yeah, is it coming up? It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Taking wow. my daughter. Where is it? And it's at the uh, the ArcLight. Ooh. That Can't is wait. really cool. Good yeah. for you. Cool my daughter gets to take her boyfriend. Oh. Why? She's like uh, totally psyched. Are they 17? Um, she's uh, nine. No. She's nine, but he, the boyfriend's 17, so <laughs> yeah, it's good. fine. Fine. <laughs> No, it's really cool for her because she gets to uh, like you know they're they're he's basically she's, does she get to go into an R-rated movie or would she go? She anyway? does. She'd be able to go anyway. She's sixteen. She's so she's with her, works. but she's You're with super her, dad. I mean, she was watching she's you know parents, Orange is the, the New Black. Oh yeah. well, okay. And The Walking Dead, you know. So they're she's not uh, they're not skimping on on guests for the premiere. Uh, I get to take three people. Oh wow, so that's great. My wife and he's NSA executive director. Yeah, Ray yeah. Monroe, I, literally I, rubbing shoulders with Morgan Freeman, right? Yeah, I mean it was. Uh, he, he's he, he's like the smartest man I've ever met in my life. He's incredible. Mm. He's got a photographic memory. That's I, that's got to be completely helpful when you're acting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that has well, got I, to be no. Like, I mean, awesome. it, it makes me that think, comes in handy. Back, yeah. We have yes. a mutual friend, Kevin, our acting teacher. Yeah. So the first the great Kevin when Will I, the great from MeisnerLA.com. I got to. Um, I got to, I worked with him on the first one and um it was I was like I had this monologue that was a page and a half and it was all just NSA code talk. Ooh. And I had, I was like first of all I can't even ble- I mean the reason I got in the movie was cuz my manager was the producer so Oh, <laughs> good reason. Otherwise I play go. farmers. Um, we broadcast from Hollywood. And I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> god." And I it, I had like a month to learn this monologue. It was just code talk, NSA wow. code. I have no idea what it what any of it meant and I worked every single day for like a month and I worked with Kevin on it so I could be like human and um about two days before the uh we shot that scene I looked you know I was looking at the revisions and the entire monologue went to Morgan oh Oh. and I'm like I'm like oh but I got it you know it's Morgan Freeman so we get and it took me literally I mean Two hours of you know every day of working on this thing, and I was Whoa. so excited to do it. And um, and then we get to the day we're shooting it, and we're like um, you know we're sitting down in the room and going over it, and it comes to that you know it starts like you know halfway into the scene, I start that monologue, and uh, and there's like a silence, and he didn't look at the revisions. Oh. He didn't know. Oh no. The entire monologue oh. was given to him, and it's like a page and a half. Oh. And um, and he's like, "Oh wow, you're kidding!" And they went through the whole talk. Well, it's Morgan Freeman. He should say it because you know. And um, did we mention he's Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can reschedule shooting if there's a monologue for Morgan Freeman to say. <laughs> but he was like, there was that moment where I thought, um, I could kind of step in here and oh. go. Well, you know, Morgan, I'll say it. You know, I'd already gotten over the fact that I wasn't going to say it, 
But um, and I thought, well, nobody's around. You know, maybe we can just sneak it, and I'll just say it, and he'll go, yeah, yeah, say it. But he was like, no, no, I think I can get it. And literally, they gave him like forty-five minutes oh my God. to look at it, and he got it. Oh my God! <laughs> I am. I can appreciate that story because it's really hard for me to memorize something. But once I know it, you can't get it out of my head. But oh my gosh, he learned that whole thing in forty-five minutes. Like forty-five minutes, and I was, and I. He got busy rehearsing. He, wow. <laughs> That's really just, impressive. Get busy rehearsing. Yeah. He's like uh, just a total genius, but he's so much fun. He's a total joker. He just basically, when he's not acting, like show tunes. He just sings. He knows every single show tune ever <laughs> written. Nobody ever written. That's the greatest person. Everybody knows someone who can burst into any show tunes. I'm not one of those guys. I wouldn't have expected I know it was Morgan like, Freeman. No, I, know, I know. It's like I, I know like ever. I know three words of every song, you know. But he, he basically just sings songs the whole day. You know? do, you, do you remember? And he this loves mo- the fact that he can sing them. He's kind of a show off, you know. Uh, do you remember this monologue, the NSA? Monologue? No, no. Because yeah. <laughs> this is your I'll big give you the Cerberus code. I'm one of those actors that, like, once a, a project is done, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, it completely goes out of my head. Let me play a little clip from Olympus's Fallen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because this from is, Olympus this or is, London? This is from Olympus. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we'll play, yeah, we'll, I think we'll have clips next week for London. But for, for this, just to show, this is the best kind of clip, I think, Adam, because okay. we're establishing that Gerard Butler is the best. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is the best it. kind of movie that where you got a guy right? Absolutely. who's the best. How do I know that this guy is extremely competent and will lead him? You are saying what Sean says in this scene. He was oh, unsure man. that Gerard Butler, what we all know, is the best. We have contact from inside the White House. Trace confirms it's the president's sat phone. Put it through. Mr. President? Negative. So exciting. Identify yourself. <laughs> Echelon four. Just one of yours? Designator. Oscar Zulu. Three zero nine. Jesus. Banning? Where are you? In the Oval Office. There's a president in the bunker. He... Can we trust him? It's pretty cool. Banning was one of our best agents. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, I, I just have to say this is Mike Banning. Is, is, is he the same guy that was removed from it's the me. president's detail it's after you. the accident? Right, right, right. Well, what's you want to add in the White something? House I right suggest now. you get back How do we know straight. we can trust this guy? Banning is ex-special forces. Ah, Ranger Battalion. He will move mountains or die He will move mountains or die These things are making Billy go. Tete with Angela. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did she convince you? Were you convinced that he's the one? That he's good? She did it. Okay, good job. Yeah, she was pretty formidable. So I was hoping you would be back in this because the the whole thing goes to London, but still the White House Chief of Staff, the NSA people, the Secret Service, they're all going to be in the same place, right? Dealing with the the whole uh, situation from afar. Right, so you're yeah, still yeah. in D.C. and still dealing with it all. I mean, I, I was uh, when when they when the when the movie came around again. Um, I was uh, thinking, well, I mean, I like my manager got the uh, the script and he's he produced the movie, and um, I wasn't in it, so I was like, oh, bummer. And then he just finally he it's so cool how these things work. He went to the right, like he literally. I, I said, oh man, I really want to be in this movie. Can't you, you know, come on, do this Hollywood thing and get me in this package me, and um. So he literally just went to the writer and just said, um, you know, this line, whatever, like he circled all these, you know, lines that were other people like, yada, yada, Monroe. Just put Monroe so, there. Oh, <laughs> three people thing. lost their jobs, so you yeah. can yeah, okay, well, well done. That's the Hollywood that's thing the he's thinking about. Oh, yeah. We're saying three other actors right away, right? That's, it's a little like now, that. But I got thing. to go to London on this one, which is great. Oh, oh, cool. oh you did? Yeah, because oh. the, well, they shot the whole thing in London. The first one was in Shreveport, 
and um, which is amazing town. Um, but we're not syndicated uh, there yet. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not quite London. <laughs> no, no. So they shot the whole thing in London. So I got to go to London. It was great. Oh, wow. So the increase in budget, I guess. A little bit, yeah. Because the the first one was pretty much targeted for a February release. Some things that we mentioned were you know just fell through the cracks or whatever. But you know it's, this it's, is moving up into the three hundred uh, slot. Yeah, right? this is, yeah. it's pretty. I've I've seen some clips from it. It's pretty darn impressive. The clips, what they I, do. the clips in the trailer are pretty impressive. Yeah, they it's, blow it's up that incredible. town. They blow up London. Yeah. Wow. I was, um, it was interesting doing a sequel, too, because I got to work with two different directors. And, and mm. the second one came around, and, and um, I don't know how... I, we shot our scenes at the very beginning of the movie, and when we were doing it, I'm like, Alan, I don't know how this guy... Is this, how's this guy going to make this movie? Because he was like... He's kind of... He's Swedish, and he talks like that. You can't even hear what he's saying, and he's like... You know, okay, you know, it's like okay, well, and it, it looks it looks great. So, so when that happens, do you have to do you have to delicately say to the director, you know, that's not how we did it last time. <laughs> you know, that's last time we made this Antoine movie, it's not, it's not do all the same things yeah. you would do. I mean, Antoine, teacher. we were, yeah. yeah, that's that's not how my other director did it. That's not how the other director did it. I'm just you can do what you want, but last time I made this last movie, last time I mean it was Antoine. You know, training day. The other director lets oh. us out early for lunch. So. <laughs> And I noticed you got a ton of Gary Marshall on your uh, resume. I, I I've worked with him many times. I'm yeah. lucky. I play basketball, so that's how you get. To, that's how you get Mar- to be that's in the, Gary that, Marshall movies. That's that Hollywood thing. Yeah. Okay. So he played. I play. I play pretty good game of basketball. So and he, he puts me in his movies. Oh, wow. <laughs> where where is this? I love, yeah. You know what's so great? This is um, this show is going to go to my hometown, and there's a lot of people there who have dreams to be actors, and people want to do things, and they're learning that you go to school and you study hard, and you really get good at your craft, and then you have your dad be your manager, and then you play basketball, apparently, <laughs> and then you get a movie. Where did my dad come into? I, I just decided that. that your dad is your manager, and that's okay, why you why have not? such a He's good relationship with him. It's the Hollywood yeah. thing. How to succeed He's in Hollywood my dad. by the movie guys. I, met, movie. I actually met my manager um, three days after I got to Hollywood in an acting <laughs> class at Hollywood High School extension course for adults. This is another cost me five bucks. story. <laughs> you're, you're pissing me <laughs> off. I'm just saying. He's still my manager. He was teaching the class... Because one of his clients was a teacher and had to go away to do a movie, so he stepped in and taught the class for three weeks. And that's how I met him. And it was kismet. That's all I'm saying. That's the way the world works, folks. Get out there. Do something. Yeah. Uh, confirm, or, confirm or deny this, because what I heard about Gary Marshall. On the oh, set, no. right? You get up and you go to the set, hey, and he's there, Sean, and he buys breakfast and he tells stories, and then he flirts with the girls, and then it's he five o'clock, he leaves, and then everyone makes the movie. <laughs> That's what I heard. Right, I'll go with that. That's what I heard. I heard that from his editor. I guess. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, you are. He's in, literally the funniest. The, I mean, working with him is like the funnest experience ever. He's just. He's just so funny. The guy is like, well, like you guys are so funny. Oh well, thank you. But he's just so funny. Everything that comes out of his. And then every once in a while, though, Gary's got this whole like New York mafia thing going on. <laughs> where it's like, hey, we're doing a movie, and then, then you know, and everything's like, oh, we, you know, and then he's like, get over to the right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You know, get that extra out of here. It's like, ooh, Gary. <laughs> it turns it on when it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. You're in the best position to confirm or deny. Uh, one of the best names ever to say, uh, one of my favorites, but I might be pronouncing it wrong, Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua. Is that right? I think so. Okay. I think that's how you right. pronounce it. I always say Fuqua. <laughs> He's Frenchy Fuqua's brother. Did you know that? 
No, I did not. Yeah. But I, I would have called his brother Frenchy Fuqua. <laughs> you know Frenchy Fuqua is, don't you? No. no. The, the Immaculate Reception. What? Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. He was at that game. <laughs> he really was. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. Wait. There's one Lynch thing. Swan made the catch. No, Franco Harris made the catch. I'm sorry, yeah, Franco, Franco Harris, Harris but not Frankie Fuqua. I finally know something Wait, that so you guys Frenchy don't. Fuqua? So, so who's Frenchy Fuqua? Fuqua is... He's the run. He's the running back that it that he was throwing it to. That Terry Bradshaw was throwing oh, it to, okay. and it got Frenchy clipped Fuqua. off. So just a little. You know, uh, wow, I, was, that's, that's, I was unaware of that. That's, that's his brother. I'm still, still not unaware of it. Yet. Exactly. <laughs> entertaining. And You've never seen the Immaculate Reception. I have. Oh, okay. No, I didn't okay. know the guy. The other guy. I know oh, Frank okay. O'Harris. Right. Yeah. Right. I thought it was Lenswan. I hate so. to bring it back to movies. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, Antoine Fuqua like? Because I like some, oh, he's some unbelievable. of his movies. He's about five can't. six, dark hair, blue eyes. <laughs> but that, he's very. I he's mean, tough. The story of Training Day is like, yeah, he went to a terrible neighborhood, and you can feel it all over that movie as the tension rises and everything. I just am curious about that guy because he's also he's uh, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, I mean, I think he Tears also, in the Rain is that? Yeah, him? I mean, he's, he's also got like he's a got real this weird, weird ca- yeah. career. Yeah. Where he's done like some, and, was, and he does commercials. And there was like, it was know, like one of those guys that directed like Michael Bay did or whatever back in the day. It's like came out of the same company as like some of those directors. But anyway. He's he's like, you're kind of scared of him. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and then he's a teddy bear. Yeah. But like when you first meet him, he's he's a tough guy. Yeah. Like you kind of get the feeling that um, when you first meet him that if you don't do a good job, he's just going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. This is how he got but to he's be really, in the position he's, he's in. He is very sweet, but he's he's intense. And that that was the interesting thing intense. about the difference of the uh the two movies cuz the other guy was you know so so gentle and like you know just talks like that and you don't know what he's saying. And somehow we did it. But um but he's like when all those scenes were in the first movie where we're watching all the stuff happen and there's no you know they haven't shot him yet, so there's no monitor we can look at. And um, and so he's doing it all for us. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then we're looking over here, and he's got his hand. Gerard's going down. He's falling down. Yeah. Awesome. Don't overact. You know, don't do what I'm doing. <laughs> but he's like into it. You know, he's just totally uh, like it's. It's kind of like he's a, he he directs like an athlete. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like he's playing sports. Competitive. How much? Like, yeah. Beating the day. How much Gerard Butler FaceTime do you get in these movies? Since he's technically, you know, what off. do you mean by that? Well, he, how much time do you get with him? Because he's all elsewhere with the president, and you and oh, the chief uh, well, of staff are all in in your um, headquarters. Not actually. You know what? Um, or will you meet him at I, the premiere? No, I, mean, I know Jerry. <laughs> okay, good. I, know, I mean, I know Jerry. Uh, wait, I know Jerry. <laughs> well, there you go. Jerry. I'm right. bragging. No, I've known him forever because we have the same manager. Oh. Of course you do. Oh, Why wouldn't you? Your story's amazing. He's my dad. He's your dad. Gerard, Gerard Butler is your is father. Your father. <laughs> no, but he, he produced the movie, so he was there even though he wasn't acting. So he's That's a cool amazing. guy. He's intense. Is that right? Yeah, he's pretty intense. Oh, he seemed like a mate. A real mate. He's you know? like a guy's guy. Drinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, drinking. he totally is. Yeah. Scottish, he totally is. He's broads. like Yeah, he's, broads you know, oh, wait, he's, he's kind of calmed down over the years, but he's... Um, he's not in the new one? No, he is. No, he's oh, not he in is. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the new one. No. Yes. I, I don't want to. Uh, I thought so. I don't Edward want you to give anything Jane. away. Go ahead. Does it feel like a third one? Feel like a third one? Coming? I hope so. Oh, okay. Plenty of places could fall. Hey, why not? You know? Sean's manager will just write him in. He'll, he'll be the president in the next one. The next one will be like, like in here's space. the thing. I need it in space, and I need my client to be the lead. So when in these space. names, this, this, and this, and the other, just make it Monroe. Make it Monroe. Where it says Freeman, just cross that out. Sean O'Brien. Yeah. Too late to shoot Detroit falling. <laughs> oh, it's already been yeah, shot. Have you seen Detroit? 
What, what do you remember the first big credit of yours? Um, the first Frankie and Johnny. My mom was directing, uh, yeah. and she said, <laughs> <laughs> "We need somebody. We need a four-year-old." Frankie and Johnny, the one with that was that's Al Gary Pacino. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was the one and Michelle only Pfeiffer. panic attack I've ever had in my life. <gasps> Why? Um, I got that movie because I was I won't. Uh, it was uh, no. We know how you got that movie. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> anyway, because my uncle. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I literally you don't came audition in. for anything, do you? Sean? No, I love never that. did. Good for you. Uh, that was getting, brilliant. See, that was my goal was to move you, not audition, and still get things. <laughs> so anyways, I'm sorry, you were saying. No, no, just um, I uh, on my first day, I'd never done. I don't think I, I did MacGyver. Awesome. Okay? That was That's my awesome. only credit, and, and all of a sudden I get. Did you get FaceTime with Richard movie. Dean Anderson? I did. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> That's Such a crush on him. <laughs> Pretty great. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! My mom always. <laughs> I, I actually have to ask you a question. You have to settle a bet. This is like a thirty-five-year-old bet. My, I used to watch it as a kid, and okay. my mom used to say, "I can't watch that show. I can tell when someone has bad breath." What? Honestly, she would not watch MacGyver because she, she thought she Richard Dean Anderson looked like he had bad breath. Did you have FaceTime with Richard Dean Anderson? Uh, lots. How was his breath? It was pretty nice. Interesting. No. I've Minty always been curious. Yeah. Yes. I've always been curious. It was nice. I'm so See, this is why we've been doing the movie, guys, for five, six years. It's good to know. <laughs> this is actually kind of relieving. I want to know about your anxiety attack. Yes, what happened? Oh, yeah. It's the only... I'd never had a panic attack before in my life and ha haven't since. Um, the first day I was... So, like I said, my only credit was MacGyver. And um, so, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I got this movie. And... Um, we get there, and for whatever reason, um, time or whatever, they couldn't do a master of the scene. Um, mm -hmm. They had to go right to my coverage. I don't know why, but walls or whatever. And mm -hmm. um, so they had to go right to my coverage. And um, oh. it was my first scene. It was my first day. Al Pacino's standing oh. there. Oh and um, oh. Nathan Lane. Was, I, I, was, I knew him, but uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, they're there. And they're all like, they don't think it's a big deal because my part wasn't really... It wasn't like a, a, yeah. a crazy part. It was just like talking and walking and, you know, smiling. And that's kind of it. But I was, um, so I'm like, okay. So, and then there's this big camera staring at me and they're not even dressed, you know, and well, just standing around naked, huh? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is hot. <laughs> Al Pacino, Michelle Pfeiffer, just standing around 80s. naked. I can see why you were nervous. Yeah. Dude, I have that dream all the time. <laughs> I do. I had that dream again where I was yeah. in a scene with Al Pacino. And they were and naked. naked. <laughs> And um, he, uh, so we start, and they're thinking nobody's thinking anything that it's it's all gonna go, you know, perfectly fine. And I was mortified. I couldn't even speak. Like all, I'm looking. Wow. Al Pacino's over there, and he's like, uh, you know, you know, and looking at me. And they're all looking at me too. When you're on, when they're off mm. camera, that's always intense. Anyway, you know, mm. when you're the only one on camera, and everybody else is off camera, and you kind of look, you think they're judging you and stuff, you know. Mm. And I literally, we started the scene, and I. I was probably doing what I'm doing right now. I was like, <laughs> and I and I couldn't I couldn't speak, and my eyes were going like you know uh, like making all these things. And and uh, Gary was like, okay, well let's try it again. And um, you're a, you're having a good time, you know, and <laughs> you're relaxed. <laughs> and um, try it and be relaxed. And I just could not, I couldn't function. So it's it was the coolest thing ever. Al Pacino stopped and said, okay, let's stop. And he took me around the um, he, like for like a twenty minute walk, and basically just manipulated me into feeling relaxed. It was like incredible. I want him to he come was, do that with me every morning. I was sitting there, I know, I was like walking around with Al Pacino, and he's like, oh, "Wait a minute, you said," and he's like, "You know, you're a good." He was saying all this stuff that he didn't mean, you know, like you're. 
think I recognize you. You're good for MacGyver, I think. Right? Did he touch you in your bathing suit areas? <laughs> no, old album. No. I okay. want that, that to happen. <laughs> I really want that to happen. You know that. But that's that's that, the coolest thing. Ever. That is our biggest fear as an actor is you, you're going to lose a job because you freak out and you get nervous and you're saying it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was like he, he that's saved amazing. my life. I, yeah, because I don't think I could have gotten through it. Like oh. I was, it was a no go. Oh. It was like a no go, but he he did it. Yeah, a pep wow. talk from Al Pacino is probably yeah. getting you over the hump right? there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> very first movie, right? What? Very first movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, oh Pacino God. takes you on a, uh, a walk. Took me on a little walk. To get your confidence up as I an wish... actor. Yeah, right. Your first day. <laughs> That's that. awesome. Yeah, it was it was totally incredible. I love that. Incredible. Uh, let's ask you what we ask every guest who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Blue Velvet. Nice. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Diving right, diving right in. Blue Velvet. Wow. All that right. was that's my favorite movie. Okay. So, uh, I usually see a movie once, max, maybe twice if mm-hmm. I have to. I saw that movie like 20 times. Wow. It just wow. blew me away. What did know, you what hear you before think? going in? Yeah, nothing. well, this is why I'm curious. That's the thing, nothing. Oh, like, nothing. To... So you go in to just see any old movie. This is what I'm curious because I knew a lot about Blue Velvet before I saw it. So I came in as a from a different point of view. But I wonder about people in the theater. So you just go, yeah. ah, it sounds like a good movie. Yeah, it was you don't know what a David Lynch is, right? <laughs> I no idea. Can you imagine not knowing what a David no. Lynch is? <laughs> it, it, it was shocking. It was like, uh, it, when I grew up, I wasn't an actor in theater at all. So I was a youngster when I saw the movie. And, um, you know, my movies were like, you know, Jaws, you know, The Godfather, just mainstream. I think the weirdest movie I probably ever saw was like Apocalypse Now or something. And, um, yeah, it just blew me away. Like everything I thought that movies were. Yeah. It just went, it's strangely Wah. it's strangely stylized Mommy. like the love affair and the 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 was a battle Menti who did the music mm-hmm. right yeah. uh, and it, he always has a dreamlike music it's just a very strange movie and then it becomes like horribly loud and violent and crazy and, scary. and then it goes Absolutely. back to like birds and ter- the, ter- well, the see, teenagers in love and everything well, it's a very strange movie that, well that's inter- that's even more interesting seeing blue velvet for the first time because I'd already seen like a documentary on how they shot the opening of it. Oh wow. But if you just go in, it pretends it's a normal movie for the yeah. first minute or two. So it just kind of gets you into the van and then it, it, it puts, uh, there's uh, no puppy. That is the greatest analogy, it? Karen. It gets <laughs> oh, you yeah. into the oh, van. My gosh. No, there is a puppy. Oh right. And then they take the puppy the away. I'm Aren't gonna, they just driving along? Well, the opening is all is all uh, picket fences, yeah, and, the, and, the and it's like it's like the and then the friendly fireman yeah. in slow motion waving and all that sort of stuff, and then it goes into an ear in the grass and goes inside of it. I have to see that. I, it's blue it's velvet. Awesome. It's awesome. Blue velvet. It's I'm incredible. Add it to my oh, list. you haven't seen it. I love no. every movie. It's stuff. a movie even that makes even the ones that are great. And, yeah. He's amazing. Wild at Heart. I love Wild at Heart. Yeah, I, yeah. I love Wild at Heart so much. That's a great movie. I think that movie is fantastic. What a bizarre. Movie. Yeah, he's so weird. I love, I love his Peaks. weirdness. I mean, you Twin gotta Peaks. love it. Yeah. Some yeah. of it's uh, oh, yeah. also what I love about him is some of his stuff is kind of seems kind of bad. Yeah, you know, like Twin Peaks. Yeah, and the you movie know, Twin Peaks is like your the movie. There's scenes where I'm like, this is a terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris Isaac is awful, yeah. and Harry Dean Stanton is but, just kind of weird. But that's and you're like, this movie about, sucks. Yeah, but excuse my language, but but, but then it's it sucks so bad that it's good. But it's like John Waters in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Good analogy. Oh, yeah. I wonder because I wonder because he's brilliant. I wonder if he was thinking of John Waters when he was making certain movies. He definitely comes from that sort of weird Warhol style, uh, kind of like put some put something on the, the screen of 
But but the thing is, like he he's making his own rules. He's that's the way he's interested. He's interested in that character in a way that Chris Isaac could bring out. It's not meant to be oh, a naturalistic performance. It's meant to be the whim. He chases whim. You should uh, if anybody's interested in the. He's so interested in the creative process. He's got David a great Lynch? yeah. He's wow. got a great book on creativity. Called catching the big fish. It's, really, it's amazing. I love, I love stuff like that. I'm gonna and, write it down. Wow. And it's actually it makes it actually makes his movies even more infectious because there is always something curious about his movies where you're just like there is a playfulness to this that is not like some people even violent things in that are done as a joke, but they don't right. they don't wink, but yet there's like you have to get an idea of its tone, you know. Um, but when you read the book, you realize like he's just kind of chasing whimsy here or there. And like, you know, oh, that's a good idea. Like, you know, the idea of Killer Bob from that's Twin Peaks. So cool. They accidentally caught a shot of one of the crew guys who looked like that in the mirror behind her uh, or something like that. Or no, he was hiding below the bed, like in the shot from Twin Peaks. That was a crew member. But ah. when they caught him on camera, whereas anybody else would go, oh, there's an error. Get out of there or whatever. David Lynch it. was like, no, no, no. That's uh, that's um, oh you know, gosh, he just let that awesome. be a part of revision. You know? That's very similar to that whole that Bill so Murray cool. his point of view in that movie. Um, I love Bill Murray. Oh uh, shoot, the, uh, razor's, the edge. razor's Edge is the idea is that you live every moment of your life aware mm. and in the moment because it's the only thing that is real. And so if he's in the moment all the time, which Bill Murray, as we know, is, that's yeah, why his right. life is he's so awesome. I and he does what he wants. He creates his and own he, reality. He, he creates his own reality. And, we, <laughs> and you know what? I would love we to hang all out with Bill Murray. Do, please. I'm going to be hanging out. Have you hung out with Bill Murray before? I'm you could going, be mistaken as a Murray brother. Yeah, you could. You yeah, look yeah. like uh, look a little okay. Joel. Paul and I are going yeah, to yeah. hang out with Bill Murray and his brothers no. in April. We're going to his golf event. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Oh, is Bill going to be there? Or is... Yeah, all the brothers are going to be there. Bill will be there. I think my uh, Pat, yes, it's Pat great. Finn knows him. Oh yeah, Pat, mm -hmm. Pat and Joel yeah. went to Joel Second City to together. Second City. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. We had uh, Joel in here, and we've had him on the show twice. He's been oh, amazing. Really? Yeah, he's super cool. Wow. Yeah, but going back to that whole thing with David Lynch, it, it, the idea is um, the only reality you can control is right now. So make any choice that you want. And I know it's hard to do because we think of bills and, you know, the future. Sure. But that's probably what he's saying. But the minute you meet. And to have the courage yeah. to do that. The courage. The, the, yeah, but also but. the fact that you're going to meet Bill Murray. You brought that into your life for years of for working years. at it. Yeah. <laughs> you have worked at it You should it a write lot. a book. I should. About making, what it, making, making it. To... Making Bill Murray happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went it's to, called stalking. But anyway. We did, go, we, we did go to a book signing once and, oh and we were told, you know, Mr. Murray's not going to do it anything but other to sign your book and Karen's like he's not going to write a whole thing I want him to write a thing uh, so Karen just forge it so Karen wrote the whole thing and then just had him sign it it's like Karen uh, I think hilarious. you're the greatest oh my god you're so funny you're the and best hilarious. in your row yeah, the he in probably row. thought that was really funny he read it too he stopped he goes what's this I go I wrote a thing for you to sign off on he goes, <laughs> he goes I'll sign that uh, <laughs> That's All right, great. well, let's get to uh, the best films of 2015. Ooh. We'll roundtable here huh. uh, a bunch of them. The Motion Picture Academy has their list, right? The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, uh -oh. Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Those are... Their, those are not on my list at all. Yeah, those are the best picture nominees at the Academy yeah. Award. Uh, but I want to talk about some of our favorites, and let's kick around a few here that I know... Every one of us here, uh, except Sean, came up with a top 10 of the year. But okay. chime in on your thoughts on any of these, Sean, as you care to. Okay. Um, and here's one that made it on all of our lists. Vacation. One oh. movie made it on all of our lists. <laughs> Vacation. Inside Out. Oh. Ah. And mine's just like the last. It was a, I needed one more. 
<laughs> so you made it number one or number ten? It's number ten. It's the last oh, okay. one. I put I put that as number one. I don't think I saw Inside Out. Pixar? <laughs> it's a one with the little Animated? colorful people. Amy Poehler. The kids are older now. I'm terrible. I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah. It is good and it makes you think and I I like the concept. It's but incredibly smart. I, I wouldn't see it again. Is there no? a? S- you wouldn't? No. Oh, I already I have, have. To see this movie now. That movie also has like five jokes a minute, okay. six jokes a minute. It's like yeah, it's boom, good. Boom, boom, boom. It fire, wow. off really okay. fast. Pixar. It's the movie about the emotions that live in your head, and okay. they're in, uh, in, they're personified by brilliant Pixar animation yeah. and great voice work. Uh, oh, Amy Poehler and uh, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Perfect Bill Hader. Yeah, Louis Black. Uh, the the cool lady from The Office, Dor- Dolores. And Phyllis. Phyllis. Uh, Smith. Which, oh, okay. She's yeah. Great. Uh, but it's it, mm. but Pixar is always brilliant. But this one uh, pretty much goes to to one of the most. I it's it's about a young girl, but it has some of the most adult uh, takes on emotions. Right? Yet. Wow! Yeah. It's so incredibly mature. Uh, there's no other movie mature, that came out last year. Yeah. I don't think there's. I think that's the most mature movie of the year. I think that movie. <laughs> I mean, that is, so. Yeah, I think that movie taught me as an adult that it's. It's okay to have a bad day because that makes you appreciate the good days. And I know we hear that, but it personifies it. So you can actually see it happen with these little colored dots. And you go, oh, I see. Life is all of the dots, not just the happy Hmm, dots. uh No, but it's just really wonderful the way that it teaches... Um, I wish I would seen that movie when I was younger, so right? I would have. Do you imagine it would have helped me as a guide for life? Yeah, to go. Oh, not everything has to be perfect because that's not life. Life is good and bad, and then you just figure out how to deal with the bad until the good happens again. I need a, a new cable uh, service provider because um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't go out of the house, Sean. You don't know about the, this about me. I don't leave the home. So we call him for color. Not yeah. For so I don't. Yeah. So I want to see this movie, but if, unless it's brought unto me in the living room, uh-huh. I won't see it. So I need to go find a new. Maybe Directv <laughs> has it. Hey, Bart, it's not on Time Warner. Bart, you're in screener season. Make some friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah man. That's well. I've that's step two to getting out of the house is friends, everywhere. and that's not going to happen either. Right? So. <laughs> right, here's a movie that made two lists: Karen's and. Adams, The Hateful Eight. I nice. love that movie. Liked it. Wow, liked right? it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it really was so compelling. I can't believe I had an intermission. I could when it Wait, ended. Like leave the yeah. theater intermission time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wanted to keep watching more of these people do stuff. Yeah, I loved it. I don't. Yeah, it was one of those movies where, like, and I feel this way about his movies sometimes. Is that you're. Like, what's going on? But who cares? Because <laughs> it's so awesome. He actually said like, that in a commentary track. He yeah. goes, I don't care if I confuse people for the first 20 minutes. As long as it's entertaining, they'll stay with me. Oh, it's so good. And the, It was awesome. I love the fact that the woman character is never hit on in any sexual way. It's one of the only movies I've ever seen where yeah. huh. her sexuality is not what it's about at all. A few good men. <laughs> Think about something. But it doesn't even come up. Like, she's, <laughs> hey, like in that movie, they, they give her... They do have a date. Yeah, and she's a woman. Can it's we believe that she can do what a man does? I'm just saying this movie is not about her being a woman. It's about her being a killer and them dealing with yeah. it. Oh, it's amazing. What? Uh, huh? Well, she's, she's, it starts with okay. them having to hang her because she killed people. Oh, I didn't know yeah. any of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in the first okay. second. It sounds like a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. What a great female character. Yeah, it, uh, it asks a lot of your patience in the first two hours. Uh <laughs> That's not a joke. That's no, it's not, not a joke. How long is the movie? Because, like three hours? but that's a lot to say. Because the last hour delivers <gasps> oh, so man. well. It's the so twist fast. delivers so well. Yeah. The way they reveal the reveal yeah. is Adam, so well. Adam always says he likes movies that take place in one location. 
Well, it does. Oh, and I, I got to tell you, there is always, the great thing about Tarantino's movies, there is always the, I can put on my French beret and go pure, like, artiste, like, I could be the can jury right now with that movie, and I could also be, you know, Adam who enjoys, you know, Quentin Tarantino. Because it's like a superhero it, it's, movie, too, though, because some things that happen are just well, so otherworldly. It's got Kurt Russell yeah. doing kind of a John Wayne voice <laughs> yeah. most of the time, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, <totally>. That's amazing. <laughs> I love him. I'm so glad he's been right? in Serious 7 oh. and this. It was a good year for him. So good. Okay. I felt like I hadn't seen him in years. Yeah. Uh, also on Karen and Adam's list, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Uh, right? Put talk. Right oh, my gosh. Right here. Okay, so that's James Bond movie of the year. And it's got Colin Firth in it, so it's a win win. (laughs) He is so badass in that movie. Who is no, it? Oh, oh Colin Firth? Oh, my God. Show He's so stuff? good. I, I didn't see it. Uh, <gasps> so now I'm, I'm so excited. There, now yeah, make your list here in your head. I will. There's an amazing sequence. That scene. And it's all done to what song is it? What um, is it? Freebird. Freebird. This is amazing. Freeway hasn't seen Kingsman yet. Oh. There is a scene where. The, the the villain is activating people's uh, brains so that they become incredibly violent. And there's a crime that initially just some violence happens, and this is how uh-huh. it's to sort of get set off. But uh, Colin Firth, who is like a gentleman killer, uh-huh. you know, uh, you know, he's they, definitely they, Bond. He's definitely how very cool put is together. it that there's a group of yeah exactly James Bonds that operate out of a suit shop. <laughs> like, like I think the what's the, what's the director's name uh, the uh, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn likes James Bond more than anybody that's worked on that movie. You know, like yeah. he just, uh, just. It's like a haberdashery. Is that what it's called? They go there and then they become secret super spies. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's got it's so much so style. Sexy. Yeah. So, so here's what happens. So they activate the nerve chip in his, or something like that. I can't. Some he has a nerve chip. I yeah, guess. it's something in the. Background. Anyway, they activate right. his in Collins while yeah. he's in a church uh, in a church full with, of lovely people, full of people, and he kills. Everybody <laughs> to free everybody bird. to free bird yeah. in like perfect like slow mo And here's fight. the thing, oh and with with things that a gentleman would have like his umbrella. He's so good at killing that he's just using everything on the floor, everything whatever to just and shove through people and stick in their faces. It's and, killing oh ballet. It's, a train killer. it's like ballet, dude. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's, like ballet. it's the scene it's of ballet. the year. It's it so good. Scene. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so good. Kingsman the Circus Service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mentally write that one down, Sean. Uh, on my Best list and Karen's, Steve Jobs. Yes. Loved it. Very good. Gone right? and forgotten that quick. So I had good. no idea that he was such a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> no Gary Marshall. I didn't know he was such oh, a butthole. Oh, my yeah. goodness. He was successful. So a lot of successfuls are buttholes. Perhaps the <laughs> best, <laughs> perhaps the best acting of the year. I mean, the acting's good yeah. in Spotlight, but I think Steve Jobs, everybody in that movie brings it so hard. Kate Winslet is fantastic sure. in that. Yeah. I see that. Fassbender's great. Seth Rogen, once again, knowing the kind of role to take. It's really good. He didn't, have to, didn't require more of him than he's capable of doing. But he really shows you a side of him that we don't see a lot. Yeah, and he's yeah. vulnerable and sad, and he's a sad sack Steve Wozniak, you know? So he, he's, he's good at that. It's really neat, though, because it does have a lot of heart in the fact that his character keeps sticking up for the guys who are doing the work, but because Steve Jobs is kind of a pain in the butt, he doesn't want to give those other people credit because he's the one who came up with the idea. They just did what he told them. That movie is... But, Criminally underseen Amazing. by everybody. Yes, and Danny movie. Boyle made it, who made Slumdog Millionaire, oh, yeah. and it's shot and edited with equal awesome. passion and energy, and that movie flies along. He's Steve a Jobs genius. Just, boom, it just, Bart, a lot of walk and talk. You, Bart, it's have you seen it? No. <laughs> Bart, you're on the movie, guys. I just want you to know. I almost saw it the other night. Oh, I was I was uh, uh, scrolling through my uh, on-demand options, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. Oh. And then something distracted oh. me, and I did not watch it. Squirrel. Well. Yeah, squirrel. All right. Actually, it was a 650 HD rental fee. I was like, screw that. I'm not paying that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
Uh, and then finally on uh, on Karen, I think. Oh wait, on my list? No, my list and Adam's list. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Of course, oh did not God. see it. That was not on Karen's list. No, oh, all right. it had Check Iron that list Man, again, but Paul. not enough. That right? was. Yeah. That was, was 200 pounds of plot in a five-pound bag. That, that was, I don't know how he fit all that in there. It didn't quite rank as high as the first one in my top ten, but you got you got to give it to Whedon for making that movie and making it make sense. What a what a wheelbarrow full of stuff yes. to be given absolutely. and say, make sense of this, please, and he totally did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they invent an artificial human by the end of it, who is a character from the comic book, so as a comic book fan, I go... Holy crap, they created the vision. That's pretty cool. Wow. That's but for the rest of the audience who doesn't know what a vision is or whatever, mm-hmm. the fact that they got there just some sort of logically, that they in- invented artificial intelligence humanoid, you know, and to see like a, I guess is a realistic version of that? Like in, 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 in that they arrived, <laughs> you know, the way they arrived there is like perfectly within what they've set up for a guy who dresses in a suit of iron and is the brilliant, most brilliant man of all, all time. And, the, you know, the Captain America and, and, and Thor and the, just like all that stuff comes together the way it did in the comic and then just created this. But nothing gets lost. It's crazy. No, That's and just nothing a, gets bungled wow. and nothing gets clogged. It's kind of like, I mean, it's yeah. smooth and effortless almost. Yeah. Like, I would say that the same as Inside Out. Inside Out does so much effortlessly. Yeah. And Avengers, they're just having a blast. Oh, well, that's the thing. They're not too. working. They're not they're look. They're not overstuffed. They're not overwrought. They're yeah. not super heavy. It's, it, it, but yet they deal with heavy project, high, heavy, uh, heavy topics. Like, yeah, you know, should we create a force to run and uh, run the world's security through artificial intelligence? Yeah. And they debate that. Yeah. But they have fun doing it, and we're not overloaded with that. Like if we're watching some Oscar nominated, you know, more Venus Oscar bait type movie. Yeah, where we Brooklyn. deal with heavy, heavy heaviness. Yeah. They're having a blast. And here's, and here's my thing Carol. about Once we get to the Oscars, my, my point at this time of year, every year, is when I look at all these Oscar movies and I'm like, I don't know, why can't Avengers Age of Ultron not be the best movie? Because that's a pretty good movie. Like, <laughs> like, like and, and movies are allowed to be what they are, which I think the critics seem to shortchange that. Like, oh, because it's an Avengers movie, it therefore is not worthy of anything. No, no, no. It was no the, the reader. Right? It was No the Reader. However, it was always Avengers. But before they wrote it or shot it, it was the Avengers. So they had to make that. Yeah, they were able to take a script. Why is that not talent? They were able to take an idea on a piece of paper and put it on the screen. All of the movies start that way. Had they set out to make had they set out to make the Avengers and ended up with the reader, that would have been a problem. They would have loved it. They were like, it sucks. You really screwed up making this movie. That would have been horrible. Star Wars. If you set out to make Star Wars, yeah. you end up making Star Wars. I don't know uh, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know, we know it was written down. So uh, let's go ahead and deliver our top tens. Uh, just burn through them. What do you got, Karen? Your top ten of twenty fifteen. Okay, my number uh, ten is Inside Out, and then number nine was The Wrecking Crew. We had the guy in here, Danny Tedesco. Oh, the documentary. I loved that movie. That taught me a lot about how music of the sixties was made. Of course, that's interesting yeah. to me because yeah, of my that's singing group. Whip, really, yeah, Very interesting. I know. I know that guy too. He's so my cool. My wife is bar- is a bartender at the Baked Potato. And, and so John she... Randy is the he's in the Wrecking Crew. He's one of the guys. That is fantastic. I have to check oh, that out. Does he play there? He plays there every Friday night. Oh, that's oh cool. I definitely have to check that out. That was fascinating. And the fact that we had that guy in here, and it just opened me up to a whole new world. And the Who fact did you have in here? Danny Tedesco, the guy who helped produce that movie. Okay. okay. The son of... Den- Danny Tedesco, the son of Teddy? Teddy, yes. Okay. Tedesco, who was a guitar player. Okay. In, in the Wrecking Crew. So cool. Steve Jobs, which you already mentioned, and The Visit. I love The Visit. Oh, oh I forgot God. about that it one. It was, yeah, that was so scary. Did you see The Visit? No. 
M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Don't let anybody tell you about it because there's a thing. No, do yeah. not tell me. I will see it any day. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, okay, then I love The Intern. I love The, the intern, intern because it turned me onto a concept that is that's, very that's big right Niro. now. It's De Niro and your girlfriend. The girl love. with the face. The yep. girl with if the I face. might try and describe a movie that was only out four months ago as though it was from 1970. But here's the deal. What I, what I learned about in this movie is there's a theme that men today, uh, I hate to say this to the millennials, I'm so sorry. Uh, millennial men aren't really men to me. They're kind of like just skinny boys. I don't understand what they're doing. But it's great because it's created a type for actual men. Like Paul was in a TV show the other day and I watched it and I thought, wow, you have a new type. Adult man. I know. And it's like... It's so... A rarity. It's rare nowadays. (laughs) So when you watch movies and stuff, you'll see these skinny little kind of... Skinny jeans, mun, beard. I'm like... uh, You just know they cannot change a tire. (laughs) Absolutely. And as a woman who wants to look at men that I want to have sex with me... Like me. Yeah. Dude, I'm not kidding. (laughs) As a woman, I want a man to have sex with me, not another skinny. You know, Macho's going to make a huge comeback with this. Where things are right now, like it's going to be chest hair and mustaches. I hope so. (laughs) Sorry, mustaches, (laughs) but but non-ironic. But non-ironic ones. So, so Robert De Niro is a man in that movie, and I remember going. Yeah, I, I want men in my movies. Then also Vacation, <laughs> I loved that movie. You did. It was so fun and it really get a great amount. Do you feel like it captured the, the spirit of the yes, original? Okay. I do. It was cool. And then the Duff. It's like um oh, yeah. it's that movie that was out last Ooh. February. It's Designated who? Ugly Her? Fat Friend. Uh, uh yeah, Designated Ugly Fat Friend, but it has that very big kind of eighties romantic comedy slash it's a movie that knows its hues yeah right it's a a term we talked about right down to the house party and of course the hateful eight kingsman and number one train wreck oh great movie movie. very good movie again the lead character in that is a man more so than most men Mm -hmm. but he's not a pretty man but he's a dude you know what i mean and i like that she falls for a guy so there's my rant uh my top 10 uh number 10 tied between trumbo and the avengers age of ultron no. I thought you were going to say Tied Woo. into some weird movie you saw that Tide. you just put on there because you knew it was hard for us. Tied, it's about a young Pakistani <laughs> boy. <laughs> Trumbo is a very entertaining movie where it could have been uh, just too stuffy, yeah. uh, dealing with a historical so you, thing. Trump, wait, Trumbo is on yours? Trumbo and Avengers are tied for 10. Number okay. nine, The Walk, simply because the last half hour of that movie when he actually walks between the Twin yeah. Towers is beyond everything. I, I heard a walk in the woods. I'm like, that's a horrible movie. No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, never mind. No, it's that's cheesy and, and silly. Yeah, but it's the but when, when you hit the end of, of that thing, uh, I mean... That guy could put book. magic on the screen, right? I could not sit still the whole last half hour of that movie. Uh, Beast of No Nation, the Kerry Fukunaga follow-up to True Detective. God bless you. Made a great film. I saw it in the theater, which it. everyone should, but they won't. But it's on Netflix. Dope. Oh, uh, is might be the dope. funniest movie of the year. I'm writing it down. Uh, Love dope and Mercy, the, the Brian Wilson oh. biopic. Yeah, Paul Dano's great in that. John that Cusack movie. is great in that. Elizabeth Banks is great in that. Paul Giamatti is great in that. He's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. What movie? <laughs> Love and Mercy. Love and Mercy. Oh, that's oh, it's right. So great, that Brian was, uh, Wilson. I mean, like John Cusack. I I was. I see that that's too. the first time in a long time that I'm like, yeah, he's good. He's really good. I started getting bored by him, and then he's amazing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. And uh, The Big Short, number five, uh, which is quite a movie. It's amazing. Sicar- so much movie. Sicario, number four. Great movie. The movie's intense. That's oh, so intense. Uh, Benicio brings Whoa. it in this movie. It's crazy. Steve Jobs, which we mentioned. The Martian, the most entertaining movie of the year, probably. If it weren't for Inside Out, my number one. Wow. Okay. The Martian. Hmm. What do you got, Adam? Okay, what I got is, uh, uh, okay, uh, my number one, of course, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Ah! 
I mean, That's normally good. you start at number ten and you work down to them. We're oh, gonna... uh, is that what we did? Spoiler alert! That's all right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, at least we well, know where it lands. I just mentioned the one that nobody'd be surprised by. Yeah, right, you're right, I'll, you're I'll, right. I'll go yeah. to ten. I'll go to ten. Now, I just I realized I didn't put the big short on it, so I don't know if I kick off Creed. Creed is my number was my number ten. Oh, okay. Because there was an enjoyability. Paul had a tie. Paul did ties. You, can you know, do ties. I'll do a tie. Yeah. Uh, because the Big Short is the most movie of the year. That is so much movie. I just love how, like every there's so much energy in every second of that. Just how it's shot and everything like that. It's like only a genius could direct that. But then, of course, it's got director Nakerman. Only a genius could direct. <laughs> um, so we go Creed, Jurassic World. I mean, we're in like it's it's the 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 fan fiction we're spinning is amazing with these. Hateful Eight. Um, Thank you. Uh, Inside Out, Mad Max, Fury Road. Awesome. Oh, my God. Hey, at least it stars a man. I'll give you that. Tom Hardy's a man. Yeah. No question. I'm a Absolutely. man. Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, you can make a movie two years after Raiders of the Lost Ark and somehow not capture the spirit of the movie you shot two years ago. But this, it's 35 years or something. This is it's crazy how I'm just, like, right back in that movie. Kingsman, Secret Service. Mm, yes. Ant-Man. I did like that movie. Come on. <laughs> that, was a good movie. that was a fun movie. Now, of course, I'm prone to superhero movies. Of course, <laughs> I was there opening day. And of course, I watched all the Avengers movies before I went to go see it. But come on. The movie succeeds <laughs> so well. Paul Rudd in a, in a Marvel movie doing comedy stuff. It's like Marvel makes uh, Marvel makes the a different movie every time to the degree that they get told by critics that they keep making the same movie. There's, this is a whole different experience. Uh, and my... Mm. Um, Yes, I know. Man from Uncle. Love Man from Uncle. <laughs> Nobody in this room has seen it. I did. I did. I, I, I did liked not. how it looked. I thought it was Come a really on. pretty film. The charm of those two leads? Yeah, they were. You weren't one over? Not entirely one were over. Were you not one over by Henry Cavill's? Uh, every line delivery he gives is uh, is uh, so Clark Gable-ish. Did you not <laughs> love the way he ate up all his lines? Wasn't oh, it Army oh, Hammer? So much, so much nuance in that movie. I love it. Army Hammer, right? And Army Hammer. I like Cavill better He's manly. Than I do yeah. like him. Yep. But I, I loved how those two worked together, and there was just so much, so much style, and it's gorgeous. It was right, pretty to look at. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then Star Wars: The Force Awakens, All right. which is like getting to have sex with a high school girlfriend again or something. <laughs> 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 Only now you have experience. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. We were. All right. I'm pretty sure that's everybody. What the? From Turner Broadcasting oh, System, oh. you're watching Superstation WTBS <laughs> Atlanta. Oh, well, which one of us here stays home and watches TBS more than the rest of us? That's right, Paul. I have my top 10 <laughs> movies of 2015 <laughs> movies of that were on TBS this year. That's uh, number 10, National Treasure. Awesome. That <laughs> was a great movie. And I had never seen it before. Never saw it before. First time on TBS. That's Fif your 10th movie of 2015? Uh, yep. Okay. Number 9, best movie of 2015, 50 First Dates. That's, uh, that's a great movie. This is such a brilliantly done movie. I think it's really well done. You I think like it's highly Barrymore? Yeah. yeah. Oh, love my. She's huge this year. Um, yeah. Such a TBS Number movie. eight, 2015 best movie, Ocean's 13. Yes. Number seven, Born Identity. Oh, of course it was. Number six, Born Identity. <laughs> they ran the uh, heck out of that movie. Of uh, oh, number five, Born Supremacy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number four was actually Crazy Stupid Love. Ah. Oh, yeah. Number three, uh, The Other Guys. Oh. Number two, uh, Trading Places Yay! was the second best oh, yeah. movie on TBS this year. And the number one best movie of 2015 on TBS, of course, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Ah!
From Turner Broadcasting System, you're watching Superstation WTBS Atlanta. What a perfect summary of that. Uh, We haven't left much room for Oscar talk, but uh, I thought that was it. That was all I was going to say. What did you guys think of Straight Outta Compton? Pretty good. I like Paul Giamatti a lot in it. I couldn't stay for the whole thing, so as far as I know, they're still together. <laughs> Easy, alive, and well. Maybe we do a post Oscar, a post Oscar talk next week. Yeah, we probably should yeah. because uh, there's too much to discuss. So we'll get to that uh, another time. But uh, so there you go. Those are all of our top tens of 2015. I hope you're writing them down. Well, maybe we'll post them on the site so you can get your viewing list for those who haven't seen the best movies. Did you notice we didn't really pick many of the Oscar-nominated films? We crossed over, I think, with The Martian and Mad Max. That, that was might it. Be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. That's Oops. what I thought was funny. And the big short. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree The Revenant was really good, though. I don't know, it, just uh, didn't, it was a little too bleak to make my top ten. Though. Yeah. Uh, and Spotlight's excellent, but uh, lack of surprise. You know how it ends. Uh, all right, so let's go out the way we always go out with uh, Karen wrapping up the show with Celebrity Birthdays. Here we go. our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Renee Russo who turns 27 s- 62 <laughs> I know I should warn you guys that's coming <laughs> but she can play anyway from anywhere from a femme fatale in Rocky and Bullwinkle to an Asgardian mom if she's going to play a mom she's going to play Thor's mom that's, that's right, that's nice. right. Mom. I'm sorry did you say 62 yeah she actually yeah. Well, no, she no, looks fantastic. I just and didn't think she was that old. She's having a little bit of a comeback with some really great movies because I'm Karen. Recently... Don't call it a comeback. She's never gone away. <laughs> okay, she's well, been here I, for years. I find that I really enjoyed her in The Intern because she was in there and she played a sexy woman that was hitting on Robert De Niro and she was absolutely awesome. And in Nightcrawler, did she's you guys great see in it? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. so good she's awesome. in that. She's just so she's solid. Just so great. And I thought this was kind of fun. She was born in Burbank, California, right here, the oh. home of the Admirals Club. Went to Burroughs High School, which is just <laughs> down the street. And Ron Howard went there with her. Matter of fact. Oh, yeah. He went yeah. to that school, oh. too. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It's just yep. little things in our neighborhood. Uh, she was a bit of a loner and dropped out of school in the 10th grade. After that, she had odd jobs selling refreshments at the movie theater where she could see free movies. Paul, you're going to appreciate this. So I she did. would she work at the movie sexy. theater, right? <laughs> see free movies. Then she worked at a restaurant as a hostess where she would get free meals. And then she worked as a store cashier in Disneyland so she could get free admission. So she's absolutely oh, wow. just like any other All working. about the free. Yeah, just like any other actor we might know. And uh, only thing is she was discovered at the age of 17 by a by your uncle who said, hey, <laughs> I think you should be in a model. And immediately she was successful and her career took off. She didn't even finish high school. But she didn't let that get her down, everybody. So <laughs> as long as you're pretty. She persevered. She persevered that. <laughs> Very successful. Uh, I saw her first, I think, in Major League. That's where I probably saw yes, her. Yes, that was her. Uh-huh. Yes. What was the movie she did with Pierce Brosnan? Well, I... That's a, in that movie. Uh, James Steve Bond? McQueen remake. Yeah. 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 Well, interesting That's you should... Majesty Super Watch. <laughs> it was. Interesting you might be wondering what movies she was in, because I have a little bit of a game for everybody. Uh, so I'm going to list a hmm. movie, and you tell me whether or not she was in it. Bowfinger, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start easy. Is that on the list? No, uh, it isn't. <laughs> We're going to start easy. I'm going to say Tin Cup. Yes. Yes. Yes, she was. Absolutely. How about Free Willy? No. No. <laughs> yes, she was. <gasps> she was Willy? She was not Willy, nah, lunatic. Wah, wah, wah. She was also, yes or no, in Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Uh, no. Yeah, that feels like absolutely Why maybe. would you put it on there if she wasn't? 
because she wasn't in it. Oh. But was she in yours, mine, and ours with Dennis Quaid? Yes, that yes that's what you're thinking of. I think she's yes. been in a lot of things next to Dennis Quaid. It feels like <laughs> if Dennis Quaid's in a movie, Renee Russo's <laughs> not far behind. Leads in that movie? She's got to be in DOA, right? Yeah. yeah. Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Was she in Lethal Weapon <laughs> 2? No. no. She came along in three. Uh-huh. And was she in Lethal Weapon 4? Yes. Yes, she was. She was in three and four. Very Who good. Was, I know my Lethal Weapon. Who was the girl... Who's the girl in Lethal Weapon 2? What's the name of the actress? Uh, Patsy Kensit. Is that all we're getting to her? That's all we're getting to her. That's all the Patsy Kensit. She's going to find you on Twitter. She's going to find you. Analyze that. Not analyze this. Analyze that. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. No, I tricked everyone. I'm just evil that way. That's a perfect trick. Was she in the this one? No, I'm just being a jerk. She had to be in that one. Wasn't Dennis Quaid in that? And lastly, was she in Get Shorty? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was. Oh, but yes. wasn't she in Be Cool? I don't know. That's a good question. Thomas oh, probably Crown not. Nobody's ever seen that. That's the one. Thomas Crown Affair I didn't Crown put Crown on Crown. here because that was popular. But um, I just thought that was kind of neat because mm-hmm. she's one of those women that you just see in movies and you know you're going to be okay. Like, I like when she <laughs> shows up, even if it's a goofy movie like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Well, she won over Riggs Hart in Lethal Weapon 3. And that's all that matters. And that's not easy. That's not no. easy. <laughs> and we had it broken twice. No, Bart. by Patsy Kenson. Yes. He was going to kill himself in the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, that was right. intense. And then to see him so happy in three. <laughs> well, he was living in a trailer. I also want to point out when I was looking at pictures of her, because she had a lot of success in the 80s, she um, had some really horrible hairdos and pulled them off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you look at those old oh. pictures, she's she, still hot, but the hair is crazy. I think she was in a TV show that only lasted six episodes with Kevin Spacey. I don't know why that sounds It familiar. might be. The very first thing she did was this weird little TV show. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Sorry I thought that was with Kevin Spacey. It was yeah. some sort of... Now, Bart, you know all how much this, I... All this, yes? many of us were talking, we never talked about Free Jack? No! Oh. Hey, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing? <laughs> this is true, Sean. People co- come up to me on the street all the time, yeah. and they say, tell me two interesting things about Karen yes. Volpe. And I say, the first thing is, the way she's dressed tonight, oh. this is how she normally looks. Yeah, all this the, is my Oscar time. Thank you. And was... secondly, I tell them, she loves when celebrities sing. I do. I love it so much, especially whenever it's their birthday. <laughs> so Rachel Dratch, I'm not even sure how old she's turning. We're friend of the show, so I don't yeah, want to do that show. to her. But um, Rachel is singing a little something here. I don't even know why it's happening, but this guy Lance Horn had it on his YouTube page. <laughs> it's a little song that she's singing in concert with Alan Cummings and Alice Ripley. I guess what? they did some huh. sort of special. All right. And I don't, it's, I don't even know what it's called. So here's Rachel singing a little song about Downton Abbey. I want to live as long as the Downton Abbey dog. <laughs> Countess, have strings underscore every time my heart pounds. I want to live life from scene to scene, testing my metal on the And that wraps into the movie show, everybody. <laughs> Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are. Sean O'Brien. You can follow us at Twitter at the Movie Guys. Daily jokes and links will pop up there. Also on Facebook.com slash the movie guys. As well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that. Thanks to Sean O'Brien. Thank you. Uh, naturally, uh, easy, Rachel. Uh, London has fallen opens March 4th, right? Is that the day? I believe it's so. It's the first, uh, first Friday in March. We'll be talking about it next week in the show and doing a full preview of it. Um, so congrats for that. What Thank else are you, you plugging? Anything else? Um, you do the social media you know, thing? I just started. Yeah, I, I saw just that. started. Paul, well, he doesn't have there. to because I mean, literally, I'm you heard his years career. Old I got on Facebook uh, like three weeks ago. My daughter finally got me on it, but I can't. 
All that stuff I post, my daughter does it. I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. So I'm starting, but I'm really into it, you know. We well, can meet her at the. Wait a minute. You, you mean all those posts about how she's into Craig, or you're into Craig, isn't you? It's her. <laughs> okay. Also, Boobay Sisters. Oh yeah, the Boobay Sisters were going to be presenters at the 36th annual Razzies, which takes nice. place this Saturday night at the Palace Theater downtown. So if you're in LA, come check it out. We're going to be doing um, a couple presenter things, and we're also going to be singing. And then our friend Donald Trump is going to come along, Johnny D. Domenico. Oh, a great friend of the show, Johnny D. <laughs> Uh, also, thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as always, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, we <laughs> venture into March for a closer look at London Has Fallen, as I mentioned, as well as Zootopia and Tina Fey and Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yay! So for those of you who don't think there's enough variety in the movies, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>